Today on City Cash Chicago. It's been another busy week in Atlanta. You know what that means. We're looking back on a few stories with the help from some amazing voices. It's Friday, May 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. With me today from Crane, Chicago, Corley J, and the editor at the Daily Line, Alex Nickin. Welcome to City Cash, y'all. Thank you. Yo, thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, so this week, we've been talking a little bit about summer reads, books we're looking forward to. And I had to admit something about myself. This year, I probably bought 50 books. I probably finished about five or six of those books. Corley, I'm going to start with you. What's a book you, you want to recommend for the people? My book that I recommend is Blackbirds in the Sky by journalists and award-winning author, Brandy Cover. It's it's really, it's really great. It's about the history and legacy of the Tulsa Mac Massacre. And mm-hmm. I really recommend anyone to read that. I learned a lot. Um, and I actually have two. So another one that I'm uh, getting ready to read is Will Smith's book, his autobiography. Okay. I heard so much good stuff about it. He was on Oprah, you know, his interview with Oprah talking about that mm-hmm. and like his uh, relationship with his, his father. And I'm just so excited to learn more about him because I love Will Smith. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Willie. I know he's going through some things right now. Uh, yeah. Alex, what is a book that, that you excited to crack open? So I'm a little bit late on this, but a couple of weeks ago, the first moment that I could, I downloaded Ray Long's The House That Madigan Built, this uh, big book about my, looking back at the long and you know illustrious career of, mm-hmm. of an infamous career of Mike Madigan, former longtime Speaker of the House. Um, it is currently at uh, 0% progress on my Kindle. Um, but, um, I have, uh, I have jury duty coming up and they tell me to, to bring something to read. I'm probably going to be sitting around all day. So Ray Long is probably going to be keeping me company, teaching me about mm. Uh, have, have you ever had jury duty before? What kind of jury you think you are? Are you like, you're going to be super into the details? Like we got to look at everything. Or are you going to be trying to get up out of that? You know, part of me wants to see the whole process and be a part of it, but I, I got, I got. A job to do. I got things to do. I'm going to be one of those people who's like, you're not going to want me on here. <laughs> I, I may not do the full like Liz Lemon, like pretending to be like a Star Wars character or something. But with all, you know, apologies to Cook County government, I want to serve my my duty. But um, I'm going to be looking for a way out. Everybody right, down right. for civic duty till they get that jury duty notice. Do you supposed to be trying to get up out of that? Right. Uh, a book I'm looking forward to. I, they actually did a story on it with WBEZ. It's from uh, a Chicago photographer, Sandra Miller, and it's a new lookbook called Crowns. And it's an exploration of black women's hair throughout American history. And so the pictures of like these amazing, amazing hairstyles, this is one that I'm definitely adding. But unlike the 44, 45 books I bought this year, that's also at 0%, uh, I, I think this is one I'm definitely going to move through. Let's jump into uh, the week of stories. Alex, I'm going to start with you. What's that story that's really had your attention this week? Most of my week has been spent covering the fight over a Chicago casino. It's really coming to a head this week. It's at a really climactic point. We are going to see whether the city council trusts Mayor Lori Lightfoot enough to put this proposal over the finish line, or at least to cross a really critical mm-hmm. hurdle to get it speeding forward so that it can open uh, where the mayor wants it, at the Tribune printing site in um, River West. And right now we're kind of holding our breath and seeing what the council does. 
Yeah. I mean, this process, we've been covering it for months and months. You know, the city has been trying to get a casino for who who knows how long. Decades. But but this process has really moved very quickly over the last few weeks. Can you explain to me? I know that the Illinois Gaming Board will still have to approve things. We still have to go through a bunch of zoning and transportation changes. But what would what the mayor's asking city council approve? What path would that set us on? In short, it would set us down this path of sticking with this particular site. There are two things that are specifically up for a vote this month. One of them is of this very, very long, what's called a host community agreement. Basically, all of these promises that the applicant Bally's is going to make in terms of, you know, diversity and hiring, transportation, logistics and labor and all how it's going to look. That's really just a resolution, just sort of a handshake, you know, an agreement with the city that they're agreeing to. Mm -hmm. That. Arguably more important part is this pretty short ordinance that is very basic and broad. And it just says, okay, the city is allowed to operate a casino. But the reason why aldermen are, are leery about it is because really that would signal, okay, the city is moving forward with this particular project. Yeah. They also want to move forward because there's what, $40 million in upfront money that will go directly mm. to the city, which the way the city uses these sort of quick developments, these quick choices to kind of pump money into the city. Corley, have you been following the the casino um yeah, yeah, proposal, the meetings? I'm um more concerned about them keeping promises for the minority minority investment clause and making mm -hmm. sure that, you know, people of color and women are taking advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. People can say this is in River West. I went to the Tribune publishing site two weeks ago and I stood next to the Alderman Burnett a uh, bench advertisement. That thing is a football throw away from old Cabrini Green. I mean, right, it might exactly. take like Peyton Manning to throw it. I don't know if I <laughs> could reach over the bridge, but it is literally less than a minute walk from old Cabrini Green and, and all the broken promises that have taken place in that neighborhood. And so right. I am afraid with how fast it's moving. And I can also just add that the proximity to Cabrini is something that Burnett has brought up um, a lot of times in connection with it. If he, of course, grew grew up there, his political base is there, he came from there. And, and he was one of the people going to kids when they were trying to close it, saying, hey, we want to do better for you. You could come back to the neighborhood, I mean, he and all the documentaries. Exactly. He's been there since, what, I think 95. So he was really there presiding through the entire, you know, demolition of Cabrini. And he has pitched a lot of the uh, development in the wealthier parts of his ward, and especially at this casino, as an opportunity for all the people who lived in Cabrini, you know, come back home. You're going to have jobs here, but it's, it's definitely a, a question whether, you know, at best, whether the city has really made right by all the, mm -hmm. you know, thousands upon thousands of people who were displaced and many are still right. on CHA waiting lists. Exactly. exactly. But I know there are Chicagoans out there who maybe live in River West or live in other neighborhoods who are like, you know, chomping at the bits for a casino who are excited to spend their money, who are excited to go out and gamble. And I don't want to shut those voices out. So if you are somebody who is excited for Bally's Total Fitness Casino to come <laughs> to River West, please hit us up at 773-780-0246. I want to hear why a casino, after decades of attempts to get one, why it's the right move for the city and why is River West, in your opinion, um, the place to go? For me, what I'm watching is whether Alderman Tom Tunney, who's the, you know, usually a mayoral ally and is the chairman of the casino committee, we're watching to see whether he even brings it up to a vote today, 10 a.m., the critical committee vote 
because he was quoted in the Sun Times this week saying, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready. We've not had much time to go through it. And he really holds the cards at this point. He could very well say, you know what? Let's give it another month. We need to give some more time to ask questions. We will see and we'll keep following up on it. Corley, what was that story this week that, that dominated your attention? Yeah, for sure. It was the uh, ghost gun ban for me that made it mm -hmm. illegal. Partly because I was surprised that this wasn't illegal already. So I was just like, what? But basically, if the ghost guns are unregulated, they don't have serial numbers and are easier to buy than conventional firearms and guns. Mm -hmm. And it makes it easier, especially for like uh, minors, you know, those without uh, cars to basically buy guns. I'm really interested in knowing if it will make a change yeah. because it's just being done in Illinois. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, under the law, people who own gun kits will have to get them stamped with serial numbers within 180 days. And anyone with a firearm or gun kit without a serial number would be guilty of a Class A misdemeanor uh, for a first violation. Second violation would be a Class 3 felony. You know, I don't think that it's going to be just solved by, okay, well, we got to get rid of these guns or, you know, because... I honestly believe that people who have these ghost guns, if they already have them, they're not going to run to get them. Yeah. And they're definitely not participating <laughs> in the Give Your Gun Back program. Exactly. No, I kind of got this for a reason. Um, Alex, I w speaking of the, the ghost ban, the, the governor signed it earlier this week. But if people were watching, it wasn't just all the focus on the bill. It was sort of the politics behind it. It was very strange. So yeah, the context behind this is that Cam Buckner is, he was the house sponsor of this ghost gun bill. He was one of the biggest, you know, carriers of it. And he's um, an Illinois state rep. That's right. Representative Cam Buckner, he represents this long district that stretches from Gold Coast down into sort of the near South side. And he uh, announced just last week that he is running for mayor. He's challenging Mary Laura Lightfoot. And so the governor had this bill signing, except this time the mayor Lightfoot just made a kind of unexpected appearance. It wasn't on her schedule, but she just showed up there at St. Sabina. Mm -hmm. um, she gave a speech, basically giving herself some of the credit for this bill, saying, I told legislative leaders that this is a really big priority, did not mention Ken Buckner. Um, and then if you look at, you know, the sun, the big Sun Times photo op, which is, of course, what everyone wants, you know, mm -hmm. these are the politicians doing something about crime. It's Pritzker and Lightfoot and Buckner is not in the frame. He's pushed to the end. So I'm sure a lot of folks <laughs> in the Buckner camp were not happy about that. I can only imagine how folks in Pritzker's administration, you know, I have to think that they were not happy about that distraction from the substance of the bill. But it was just a, a weird moment. And I don't know, I guess some some pettiness. Yeah. It, just, yeah, it, it so doesn't good. matter how high you get. It's like the the pettiness of human nature will take in. We talk about the governor, the mayor and a candidate for mayor. And I mean, it. How can you not look at that as like politics as usual and just maybe feel a little annoyed or a little like, uh, of course, of course. This right, is right. It's how a lot like move. that. Like, of course. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. 
With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Let's move into some underhyped stories from the week, some stories we want to make sure that people don't forget or they move past too quickly. Corley, mm. what was that story for you this week? Definitely uh, this one by Lee Edwards and the Tribe. How Morgan Park High School's 2022 baseball season was nearly washed away. Mm -hmm. And it was Catch about, uh, yeah, yeah, the baseball field and how they like missed, uh, I think, 20 out of 30 games because they, their, their baseball field wasn't playable, like because it was rained out and they mm -hmm. are really fighting for a turf field. But the funding, they got funding from the Cubs twice, um, 2017 and 2019, I believe, but the funding has not gone towards the field. And parents of the athletes, student athletes, didn't even know that they had that funding from the Cubs. Like, where's this money going? It's just crazy, right? Oh, man, yeah, I'm stick with that <laughs> for a second. Like, do have has anybody been able to figure out where the money has gone? And are you telling me this is something they've been asking for for five years, even pre-pandemic, and they still they've been asking for it for a while, according to the story. Yeah, but uh, they got sixty thousand dollars from the from the Cubs in 2019, mm -hmm. but uh, it just they didn't go toward it. They they're waiting for the funds to be used for whatever, but it hasn't been used until yet. I mean, this is something we've seen, you know, at multiple schools across Chicago. We, we talked a lot about funding needs and, and, and how do we make sure that CPS and schools are communicating with parents and finding out what, what students need. And then you, time after time, we end up in situations like this, where it's like, when you look for the money trail, more questions are brought than just kind of clear receipts. Right. And, and that's, that's very frustrating because it starts to feel, you know, it's not, it's definitely not, you know, singular or unique to Chicago, but it's, it's another one of them like, of course this was what's happening. Why, when we start talking about where is the money going, where yeah. are the promises being carried out just across Chicago institutions, they're, they're the answer always gets fuzzy. Exactly. And then it's like, all we're asking for is like more transparency. You want to know where the money is going. Why can't you tell us that there's nothing shady going on? We should know where the money is going and when will it be going here? Mm -hmm. Especially for school construction or capital projects, there's been mm -hmm. like building a new turf field. There have been so many questions and so much confusion about where that money comes from. Alex, stand with you. What's an underhyped story you want to make sure get some light this week? You know, last week, there was a lot of focus, both positive and negative, maybe mostly negative, on the Chicago canned water campaign yeah, that the mayor was trying Chicago, excuse me, uh, canned water campaign that the mayor was trying to use to sort of draw attention to the city's clean drinking water. Um, draw I think attention what's gotten, away from something else, probably. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that it was just at the surface of this much deeper conversation that I think is really being overlooked within, you know, city hall about how to treat water in the city, especially for the people who can least afford to pay their water bills. Mm -hmm. um, the mayor last month came out with this proposal to ban water shutoffs in most cases and to um, speed up the, the installation of water meters. These things can, they can basically help you lower your, your water bi uh, uh, bills. But there were, there are a number of aldermen who had pointed to this other what they would say is stronger version of the same thing, this proposal called Water for All, that they had worked with 
uh, a bunch of organizers to put together over the course of a year that would do those things. It would ban water shutoffs and uh, it would also expand subsidies. It would help people pay uh, who are too, you know, poor to pay their water bill who can't afford it. Uh, so there's a, a real argument over how much the city really needs to do uh, for people who can't pay their water bills. On one hand, like you said, you got these commemorative Chicago cans. On the other hand, you have uh, sort of failed promises to really speed up the removal of 400,000 lead lines across the city, which, again, were mandated to be put in schools, homes, parks up until 1986. And you have the city simultaneously saying mm, it's too expensive to give people, you know, to, to help more people um, who can't afford water, which is it's like we can't afford to give out free water. But, but we can afford to give out free water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I could talk about this all day, lead pipes. They really get me heated over here at CityCast. Um, but because so many stories piss us off every single week, that's one of the reasons that we provide people with these moments of joy. So, Corley, uh, what is your some good news to send the people into the weekend? Yeah, for sure. So it's this green uh, era campus that's been built on in Auburn Gresham on a nine-acre brownfield. So the brownfield was remediated. Uh, a few years ago, I believe back in like 2014. Okay. And so they're creating this new digester that will use food compost and like waste to emit this kind of renewable natural gas. This uh campus is going to have like an urban farm and a greenhouse and a community area where people can come and shop and grow food and just be part of community, grow, growing food locally. I thought that was some really good news to see happening on the south side of Chicago where mm -hmm. we're still food insecure. And pr producing this for the uh, community is going to be great. Mm -hmm. And not only does it help with food insecurity, you mentioned it being on the side of a brownfield, which is land that used to be contaminated. There's so right. many for over 100 years, right? So many neighborhoods in Chicago are asking that, you know, spaces that either used to house manufacturing or warehouses or are contaminated, that be they be converted to serve the neighborhoods, right? right? People didn't want that nine acres to be turned into some Amazon hub, you know, exactly. so you could promise jobs. It's like, how can we create sustainability in a neighborhood? Oh, how can and that's we another thing. It land? is, and it's still like, it's going to help the land, help the community, and also provide jobs. And a big thing, part of a big part of it is providing jobs for formerly incarcerated residents, mm. which I felt like was really important. Come on, man. These big problems need big creative solutions. Uh, Alex, what's your some good news to send the people into the weekend? It's the return of something that uh, was on hiatus for two years for the pandemic. It's finally coming back. I'm very excited about it. It's a big outdoor free event called Full Moon Jam. This is something that I figured learned about when, you know, I'm scared I, of werewolves, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You got to watch out for the werewolves. It, um, when I first moved to, to uptown seven years ago, um, I was walking around in like on Argyle street and I heard like drums, this like cacophony of drums off in the distance coming from the lake. And I walked over and it's just this, this giant, like hippie drum circle with like people dancing around right on the lake at Argyle. And it's, it's just a whole vibe. It's like a big, like hippie thing. Um, and it's a magnet for, you know, like paleteros and like food carts and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. And, um, I've, it happens every full moon. They just 
get together and like dance under the full moon. It's very like Wiccan kind of thing. <laughs> what, what, is, what is the aroma in the air? I've kind of got a, a, a smell in mind. It's uh, a, what does it smell like? You throwing out hippie, you throwing out full moon, you talking about drum circles. What, what, what that air smell like? It's a rich potpourri, Jacoby. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's a lot of different things. You know, when, when the moon is in that part of the cycle, it brings energies out of people in a way that, you know, they may not. He said the they are thinking, hi, y'all. They smoking that good, good. That's what they doing. You might have to go to find out. This Please. year, they're actually doing it at different locations around the city. They're going to okay. post their schedule soon, I think, if you just Google Full Moon Jam Chicago. So something to watch out for on Full Moons. All right. Um, my my some good news this week is related to one of my favorite activities, which is biking. I want to draw some attention to a uh, bike ride series that takes place in North Lawndale uh, by Equiticity. Uh, it's called the May Rise Series Musicality in North Lawndale. And it's today uh, at 6 p.m. in partnership with the Firehouse Community Arts Center. Uh, what they're trying to do is just like make biking more accessible in the city. They want to uh, focus more on environmental justice. How can we build a, a transportation system in the city that serves all of the city? So I just want to encourage more people again as the weather breaks to you know, if you can afford it, grab yourself a divvy. There are organizations that rent bikes that that allow affordable um, bikes around the city. But I'm really excited for the May Rise series up in North Lawndale. And shout out to Equiticity and the Firehouse Community Arts Center. My greatest appreciation to Crane Chicago reporter Corley J and the editor and reporter over at the Daily Line, Alex Nicken. Hope you all have a great rest of y'all day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Cody. Before I let you go, I know we've been talking a lot about books lately, especially with the homie Greta stopping by yesterday with her summer list. But, you know, I had to ask the team what they looking forward to reading. Lead producer Carrie Shepard. I'm currently reading Breathing Lessons by Ann Tyler, and I'm really looking forward to reading the story of Jane, the legendary underground feminist abortion service by Laura Kaplan. Producer Samal Aliseya. I'm currently reading The Patron Saint of Ugly by Marie Manila. Next on the list, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Newsletter writer Sydney Madden. I'm reading Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. It is this multi-generational story of a Korean family in the 20th century during and after Japanese occupation of Korea. I cannot put it down. And me, I know I've given you a lot of suggestions over the last couple episodes, but I got one more for you. All the Names by Jose Saramago. It's my favorite book. I gotta give a shout out to the people who make the music at CityCast possible. That's Sam Thousand, All the Kimonos, and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. And of course, I gotta thank you. If this is your first week with CityCast Chicago, I need you to do me a couple of favors. One, subscribe to the daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Two, rate and review us you know something simple kobe i'm loving what you're doing the style is amazing i bet you dress well too i'm gonna go follow your instagram at kobe cochran oh and the last thing share with somebody you love i'll talk to you next week peace hey i just followed it yeah i was right fly as hell fly as hell <laughs>